We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, this is Steven, the host of the Guilty as Charged podcast. As you know, we are sponsored by Manscaped, and you also know that Father's Day is coming. The weather is also catching heat, and whether you have a dad bod or a rockin' six-pack, Make sure you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GUILTY at checkout at manscaped.com. Again, that's code GUILTY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Scott Simpson here from the Guilty as Charge podcast team. So excited to be bringing you all things fantasy football this season for the Chargers. So let's jump in today. We're going to take a look at the Chargers ADP, which is the average draft position. So at the beginning of each month, we'll do it in July as well, August, and then September, right before the season starts. We'll take a look and see where the Chargers are at, where they're being drafted. So what I've got up here right now is the Fantasy Football Calculator website. It's a nice tool that you can use to kind of gauge and look at where ADP is going for different players. You can even do mock drafts, etc. So what I have up here is the top six drafted Chargers players to date. I've got Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, and Josh Palmer. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take a look at the big picture for Chargers Nation and then drill down into each position group and kind of see where the movement has been, if there has been any at all. So if you look at this graph, you see there's mostly straight lines across, a little movement here and there to date, but not that much has changed, particularly at the top. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, they've maintained that end of the second, beginning of the end of the end of the first, beginning of the second, uh, beginning of the third round value for both of them. So uh, not much has changed there. But Justin Herbert has been steadily on the rise since the end of last season. Uh, and then with Jared Cook signing, he has come in in the ninth round. Now he's being drafted in the 14th round. Huge fall. Murray, who's being drafted at the end of last year, uh, and Mike Williams coming kind of back from uh, being injured and from his performance last year. You know, at the end of the season, he's being drafted uh, late and he's being drafted earlier. So we're going to take a little look at each of these and kind of talk about some of the reasons why we think this is happening. So let's jump right now to Justin Herbert. So 
great season last year, rookie breakout. Uh, once Mock started, you know, in February, end of February last year, or beginning of January, end of February, he's being drafted at the 607, which is pretty high. You know, I like that. That's a, that's a good spot for him. Uh, since then, there's been a steady rise, you can see, uh, out of the sixth round into the fifth round, uh, you know, all the way up until even, you know, a couple of weeks after the draft, he's being drafted at the 506. Come to date today, he's being drafted at the 506. So he's jumped up a whole round, you know, more than a round, you know, 14 picks uh, from the end of last season, kind of the beginning of the draft season, the redraft season to now. And I'm not thinking that he's going to go up any higher, maybe a pick or two. Um, but I think this is really his ceiling. He's being drafted as the sixth overall quarterback, which I think is really high for him. And I think he could achieve that. Um, but he's behind uh, only, only behind Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. He's ranking fifth in PPR drafts right now. Uh, so, yeah, I like Justin Herbert at the 506. It's really expensive. He's past players like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I think this is the very tippy top of his value. So if I'm in a redraft league uh, and he's slipping, you know, past that spot, I'm, I'm picking him every single time. I think he's great value. I don't think though I'm going to be reaching for him because if, if he doesn't perform uh, right up to that standard he did last year and even better, he's going to underperform for you where you drafted him. So I, I don't think he's going to underperform too much. He's going to actually surpass last year, but you're expecting a lot of him. You're not getting him as a value. Uh, last year, he went undrafted. People were picking him up with the waiver wire. So a little bit different situation. So just know up front, if you're paying for Herbert, you're paying for Herbert, right? Which is not a terrible thing. All right, let's take a look over now at the ADP for the running backs. So, big shocker here. Austin Eckler has not really changed that much. He's gone up two picks. So uh, from you know the end of January uh, to the start of the season, you know right now the off season, uh, he has moved up two picks from the 202 to the 112. So the end of the first round, I think this is a steal. I think Austin Eckler has the potential to be a top six back this season. I actually have him as my sixth ranked back right now. His PPR upside uh, with Joe Lombardi, I think it's just going to be through the roof. I'm really excited for him. Uh, and you can also see that the only person who's even on this graph, uh, Joshua Kelly is not included. So his data, he's outside of that top, you know, 16, 17 rounds uh, is Justin Jackson. Uh, and when he first started being drafted again, uh, he started at the 12-6. And I mean, he plummeted all the way down to the, the 14-06. So he's, he's kind of dropped two rounds in drafting. I think that what this shows is that the public really is uh, not overvaluing Austin Eckler, but, but accurately valuing him. I think that uh, there is going to be some value for uh, whoever is the secondary back there because Austin Eckler is not going to be on the field all the time. I don't think he's going to be primarily taking over all the goal line. Uh, so I do think there is value there. I'm not sure if it's going to be Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson. We'll kind of see. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see when we get closer to the summer if Joshua Kelly doesn't inch onto this graph and kind of make an appearance. I, th I think he will, uh, but we'll have to see about that. So that's for the running back situation. Not a big surprise there. Uh, let's take a look at the wide receivers. And I've left off Keenan Allen because he's just straight, uh, basically third round, beginning of the third round, all the way across. Mr. Consistent, you know what you're getting in Keenan. You know why you're drafting him. Uh, you know that he's going to be your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two. If you're coming back, maybe picking him in that first slot in the third round or maybe getting a couple picks in. Um, but I really wanted to take a look at Mike Williams' data because we're going to look at his data, a little bit of Josh Palmer's, and then we're going to juxtapose Mike Williams uh, with Jared Cook at the end to kind of give you guys an understanding of where the, the, the consensus is in the fantasy football community of where they think the value is in this offense right now and, and, and where they're kind of hedging it. So um, you can see that Mike Williams, you know, up and down here, you can see he's, he's, he's 
yo-yoing up down here in the middle of January. Not many people are drafting there, by the way. Anyway, uh, but after the season ended, he was entrenched there in the 14th round. And, and you're not going to be surprised here right now. That's where Joshua Palmer is. So that's where he was kind of entrenched. And ever since then, you know, even in February, still kind of down low, uh, not, not making much noise. But, you know, right here, March 4th, you know, boom, he starts spiking. And, and he's not stopping, by the way. You know, so he went from the, you know, the 14th round. You know, he's now he's moving up to the 13th round. He's passing into the 12th round. This is before uh, our guy, Joshua uh, Palmer, was drafted. Uh, Josh Palmer was drafted at all. So he's going all the way up here into the 11th round. Uh, and now you can kind of see there's a little bit of a fall off. He kind of drops back down to earth into the 12th round again. And we'll end at the 12, at the 11, 12, right? That, that's, that's a nice rise there. That's a, that's a three round rise or a two round rise uh, for Mike Williams. And, and one of the things I think is fueling this speculation was uh, for me, at least when they got Jared Cook, Jared Cook is an older tight end. He's not a younger tight end. He's not somebody who's going to gobble up all those targets. I think the consensus is kind of pushing towards Mike Williams getting a little bit more of that target share. If he can stay healthy. Uh, I'm not going to say that he can't uh, be uh, what he was a couple years ago. Maybe he can. I don't know if he gets 10 touchdowns. I think the ceiling for Mike Williams for me is eight touchdowns this year. But if you could do that, uh, he's definitely going to be a value, even at the 11, 12 spot here, as you can see. Uh, my guy Joshua Palmer came in. People they did value him. It was interesting. At this point, he was only about a round and a half, a little bit less than that, around and a quarter behind Mike Williams in, in the middle of May. Uh, almost a month has gone by, and he's just dropped. So uh, Mike Williams steadily gone up a little bit, and Josh Palmer right there. Uh, at the beginning of the 14th, end of the 13th round. Uh, not terrible, you know, but definitely there's value there if Mike Williams goes down, Joshua Palmer, uh, if he could slide into the wide receiver two role, uh, which really, honestly, in this office is going to be Austin Eckler. That's how it's going to work. It's going to be Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I think wide receiver one and then running back, of course, but wide receiver two uh, in name, uh, not name, but in, in um, opportunity and what he gets. So, uh, But Joshua Palmer, if there's some injuries on the team, he definitely has some sneaky value. Uh, and then I don't think Mike Williams, my speculation, the people I've talked to is going to be around next year. So, you know, by the end of the season, I think Joshua Palmer will have a little bit more value than he does at the beginning. Um, but, you know, still a little play there. Uh, one thing that did interest me is Jared Cook. This this data was something that kind of uh, caught me off guard at first. And, and I understand here he's a saint and he's getting released and, and he's kind of just dropping and people aren't going to pay attention to him. But then even when he gets signed, so in, in March, you know, he gets signed. Um, by you know the Chargers, you're thinking, okay, that's going to be good for his ADP. He got signed by somebody. It didn't help at all. As a matter of fact, from his signing date, he's gone down even further. So he was at the kind of the beginning of the 13th round, and since then he's just plummeted all the way down here. A whole nother round, he's dropped. So um, a couple things that I thought about because I did my Jared Cook um, kind of preview video earlier in the season, earlier in this uh, you know fancy season. I think it was maybe in April and. Um, I speculated that Jared Cook could kind of finish around tight end 17. I kind of backtracked a little bit uh, looking at the data. I think the role that he's really going to perform in this offense is going to still be red zone, still stretching the field down there uh, at the goal line, but we're not stretching it, but kind of giving more room into the end zone. So kind of vertically stretching it. But um, I think really kind of shaping this tight end group, you know, Donald Parham has a lot of skills. Uh, you know, I watched him in the XFL, big fan of his, I bought the, the hat. I have the, the hat uh, from the, uh, from his franchise that he played for, I think those are the uh, Dallas uh, Renegades, I think it was. I, I really appreciated his skill set that he brings. So I think he's going to have a little bit more of a role in this offense. I think that is what you're seeing in this drop down as well. Um, 
And then, you know, I know that Trey McKinney, we talked about him before being more of an inline blocker and kind of being able to seal that edge and, and, and being a good uh, addition to the, to the run blocking team. I think he will get a little bit of, of work as well. Just, you know, he's got that third round draft pick. So uh, look, look for, you know, Jerry Cook to kind of maybe take a step back compared to where I thought he was going to be before. And I think the ADP is, is bearing that out. Uh, but this is one thing I thought was interesting too. When you looked at the Mike Williams, Jared Cook, kind of ADP, you can just see where the thought process is, is going. When Jerry Cook was signed, it increased Mike Williams' value, which, I mean, I like that. I like the thought on that. Um, if you can stay healthy, like I said, it really does uh, bring that up for everybody. And so uh, this is where the ADPs are for all the Chargers players that are that are uh, relevant for fantasy right now. I'm not really looking at Joshua Kelly uh, to draft him. Even Justin Jackson, I'm probably not going to be uh, targeting him unless there's a, a deeper league that I'm in and I want to make sure I get the, a handcuff or something. But even that, I don't, I don't believe in handcuffs. So, uh, but this is the the kind of big picture of where are the chargers being valued in the fantasy community right now. Uh, and I think that, you know, when it comes to each of them, if we go back to the first slide that we we're looking at, uh, I think Austin Eckler is a little undervalued, honestly. I think, like I said, I think he's got the potential to, to be a top six back. So there's a value for you. I think Keenan Allen is, is particularly rightly valued not at that spot. Um, I think he's been able to show the last couple of years that he is going to be consistent. Uh, you know, he's not going to be, the red zone threat necessarily, but he's going to be the possession receiver. He's going to be getting those catches for first downs. Uh, and so I really do like him this year, uh, particularly having a second year uh, with Justin Herbert. So uh, those two are sound just, and speaking of Herbert, he's being kind of drafted at the apex, I think of his value, which is indicative of, of what happens the year before people uh, think they're going to be able to increase a little bit and, and really hard to go up from, you know, being the, the seventh ranked quarterback or the ninth ranked quarterback. Uh, so really did a great job last year. Mike Williams is still a value, even though his, his value has risen or his value is uh, kind of not risen. His price has risen. So people are assessing his value. So I guess his value has risen as well. Um, and then, you know, Jared Cook, I think he's somebody who you're looking for DFS primarily or uh, maybe a streamer. You got a good matchup and maybe Mike Williams is out or somebody, you know, um, maybe Keenan Allen's nursing an injury or something. And so uh, Jared Cook shines in that and gets a touchdown. But I don't think Jared Cook is going to be um, somebody that you're going to be relying on. If anything, you're going to be using him as a streamer. So, um, and, and then if Josh Palmer uh, does emerge, if there's an injury or if there's some type of opportunity for him to come out of this is uh, in anything other than like a, a you know, a, I, don't know, I see him more as a possession receiver where Guyton being a deep threat. Guyton's not even featured in, in this data. So no one's drafting Guyton either. So uh, I think that's the recap for, for this month, for June. We'll be back at the beginning of July. We'll do the same thing, kind of see if anything is shifted. We'll bring on uh, some experts uh, either from Chargers Nation or from the, the fantasy world, and they can kind of give some preview on what they think the Chargers are going to be this year. So I'm really excited. Uh, I know that this offense is in good hands with Joe Lombardi and you're in good hands here with guilty as charged. So please do continue to check me out. I'm Scott Simpson, nimble W numbers on Twitter. Got a great crew over there at guilty as charged. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you guys. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.